Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Psalms 27, 14. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and He shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Amen. And I want to teach on the subject, when God says wait. When God says wait. You may be seated. Amen. When God says wait. Uh, Now, this is not an original title with me, and I'm not into plagiarism, so I always give credit to where credit's due. Uh, I get my inspiration for sermons and titles from all over the place, because, you know, you're teaching and preaching twice a week. You're always open to, you know, billboard here, song on the radio there. Somebody says something, all right, it's material for teaching and preaching. Praise the Lord. And uh, I was listening to a Southern Gospel Station, and there's a group called the Browders that came out with a song recently called When God Says Wait. And uh, it's a very powerful song, and I just thought I would take that title for tonight. Amen. Now, there's a lot of things in life that we're willing to wait for, right? Some of them are like necessities and we're not really happy to do it, but we have to do it. Like the DMV, anybody ever have fun at the DMV? Just as fun as getting a root canal, right? Amen. Waiting at the DMV, even with an appointment, you gotta wait. Going to the doctor, you have an appointment and then you don't get in to see the doctor till like an hour after your appointment. It's like, I had an appointment. Oh man, this is crazy. Waiting for the bus. Waiting for your, the airport, you know, get there two hours early and wait, hurry up and wait. Rush hour traffic, Southern California, traffic's coming back after COVID. It was empty freeways a year ago, but now it's getting back to where it was. Long drive through lines at Starbucks or wherever you get your coffee in the morning. You're willing to wait, you know, sometimes, you know, half an hour in, in that line to get that uh, drink. Uh, you know, long lines at the amusement parks, your favorite rides. You know, back when I was a kid, they had the tickets at Disneyland, A through E, and E ticket rides were the big ones, like the Matterhorn, and you know, that was a big one back then. Now it's like Matterhorn, yeah, okay, it's great, (laughs) whatever. Uh, But you wait in line, you know, Indiana Jones or stuff like that, you gotta, you know, you wait in line for those. Uh, We're willing to do it, you know, we, we do it. Long lines to purchase tickets for a popular concert, or even waiting to get a table at your favorite restaurant, especially on a week, not weekend night. You know, you might wait an hour or two to get at your favorite place. Uh, or waiting to get, how about a decent parking spot at the mall during Christmas time? Ooh, that's a rough one. Cerritos Mall, I don't go near it usually year-round and definitely not in December. And, you know, we'll wait for all this stuff and more, right? But why is it sometimes we have a hard time waiting on God and waiting for God in our life. It's like, God, if you don't like hurry up, I'm going to do my own thing. It's like, and we do our own thing. It's like me just walking off this platform blindfolded. I'm going to do my own thing. It's going to hurt. It's not going to be in good. Amen. Now, our text verse tells us one reason, amen, why it, this is, why it's hard to wait on God, because it takes courage to wait on God. 
Be of good courage. It takes courage because there's a lot of pressure not to wait on God. There's even pressure from well-meaning people, pressure from family, friends, other people thinking, hey, you, you waited long enough. It's time to move on, do your own thing. And so it takes courage to stay the course. When people around me are saying, move on, let it go, go a different direction, I, I got to wait on God for the right answer because the right answer is the best way to go. And that's why Psalms 24, 3 said, let no one who waits on you be ashamed. I'm not going to be ashamed waiting on him. What are you doing? I'm waiting on God. Well, we're, we're going to move on with our lives. Okay, see you later. I'm going to wait on God. God helps us have the courage we need to wait, on, uh, to wait on Him. We need to pray that prayer. Lord, give us courage. Help us not to hear all these voices. Help us to do what you want us to do. Because you'll never go wrong waiting on God for the right uh, next move in our life. You know, our text verse tells us twice. If you notice, it said twice, wait on the Lord. And when a principle, and I'm waiting on God is a principle, Prayer is a principle, you know, sowing and reaping is a principle. There's lots, all kinds of principles in the Bible. And, uh, you know, principles, when they're repeated twice in the same verse, that means God is trying to stress the importance of that principle. And God doesn't want us to wait on Him just to put us off and make us wait for no reason. He's, he's not that kind of God, you know. He's not up there up in heaven and going, yeah, I'm just waiting on that, making them wait on me, you know, I don't have to, but I'm just doing it because it just, it just makes me feel good. No, he's up there loving us, and he has, there's a method to his way he's doing it. I'm not going to say there's a method to his madness because I don't think God has madness. Amen. But you know the term, there, there's, a, there's always a plan. There's always a reason why God's doing what he's doing. He's not asking us to wait on him just so he can see how frustrated we'll be and eventually give up and do our own thing. Nope. There are very good reasons why we, uh, God wants us to wait on him. Amen. One person said, why does God make you wait? Because the gift that would have been completely wonderful for you tomorrow may be absolutely destructive to you today. Think of that. You know, we're wanting something right now, but God said, you know what, if you just wait one more day or, you know, next week or two weeks from now, I'll give you that same thing. But right now it could sink you. Oh, no, God, I can handle it. We don't know what we can do. God knows best for us. Amen. So first and foremost, God, what's the reason? What's the reason why God wants us waiting and all this kind of stuff? God desires an ongoing a growing and a thriving relationship with us. He created us in his image. And remember Adam and Eve, he communed with them in the garden and all that kind of stuff. God, God loves that. He wants to spend communion time with us and fellowship and, and quality time with him daily. He wants us to, to, to talk with him and walk with him. It's a relationship. It's not just you know, we're down here and he's up there and, uh, you know, we want him to do a couple things and then we'll just, you know, get on our way. No. I mean, think about this. You know, sometimes people go days, you know, without talking with God. Maybe weeks. I don't know. I hope Christians don't go weeks without talking with, to God. But just think about it. If you didn't talk to your spouse for days at a time, would everything just be fine? 
If I like came home, didn't talk to my wife, you know, or whatever, you know, just shut the door and like, you know, mm, you know, whatever. It's like, it's going to be cold nights in Cerritos for me. You know, if I'm even inside the house anymore, you know, be stuff flying out the front door. Here's your suitcase and Milo's waving at me. Sorry, I'm going to get the warm bed. Right? No, we got to talk to the ones we love. And he's the one we love. He's our father. We've got Father's Day coming up Sunday. He's our heavenly father. You know, if you didn't talk to your best friend for long periods of time, some people are on the phone with their best friend that lives in another state, you know, for every day or Facebook, FaceTime and all this stuff, messaging and texting and all this stuff. And God says, hey, how about some texting to me? How about some FaceTime with me? Hey, man, I'm, I'm your best friend. We have a friend that sticks closer than a brother. It's Jesus Christ. So, see, God knows how people are. Some people, amen. Some people want God to be like Santa Claus and just send their wish list to him and then go about their business. I want this and this and this and this. Thank you very much, and here I go. No, that's not relationship. That's part of prayer, but that's not all of prayer. Amen. Prayer's got worship in it. Prayer's got thanksgiving in it. Prayer's got uh, praise in it. Prayer has got waiting in it. It's got listening because prayer is a two-way conversation. God wants to speak to you in your heart because we want quick fixes. And many times we'll settle for something that's far below and inferior to what God wants for us because we can't wait for God's answer. And we don't want to settle. Don't settle because God has a master plan. He's got some great things for us. They say good things come to those who wait. And I believe great things will come to those who wait on God. So let's not sell ourselves short. Let's not, you know, let's wait on God as long as it takes for his perfect plan to be fulfilled in our lives. Now, another good reason to wait on God was in our text verse. It said, he shall strengthen your heart. Wait on the Lord. He'll strengthen your heart. See, we're just thinking we're waiting on him for answers. But no, we're waiting on him because he's going to give us things too. He's going to give us strength while we wait. And we need a strong heart if we're going to prefer our brother. We need a strong heart if we're going to love our neighbor as ourselves. And we definitely need a strong heart as Jesus asked us to do. Turn the other cheek, love your enemies, and, and pray for those who despitefully use you. We need a strong heart for that. Amen. Isaiah 40, verse 31 said, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Amen. So when we wait on God, our hearts strengthen. When we wait on God, our faith is strengthened. And when we wait on God, even our body is strengthened. Amen. Because He heals us. And when we wait on God, you know what else is strengthened? patience and we need patience we all do amen uh i have been i've been told that i sometimes i'm slightly impatient and maybe i should i should take the word slightly out of there because it's a little more than that but amen praise god but i learned because you know i used to be in the it field you know com a computer administrator for my company and stuff and there's one thing i learned with computers you know you got to be patient. You got to wait. You know, this thing when something's happening or not happening and you're clicking the keys and you're clicking the mouse, all of those are going to do something down the road. 
you know, you should have waited. Amen. There was times where I did, couldn't wait and I did things to those computers because I couldn't wait and I was like, ah, oh, forget it. And I paid the price. You know, we learn, amen, to wait on God and we got to learn to be patient. Patience is a very important part of walking with God because we're waiting on him for a lot of things and we got to have patience to do that. Now, James 5.11 said, Behold, we count them happy which endure. And endurance is another word for patience. You have heard of the patience of Job. And Job, if you read the book of Job, that guy, he needed some patience. He was going through a lot of stuff before it all turned around for him. You know, that's not a short book either. It's like, you know, 30, 40 chapters. That was a long time he went through some things. You've heard of the patience of Job and have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful or full of pity and of tender mercy. Amen. We just have to have patience. And Paul said in Galatians chapter 5 that patience is one of the nine fruit of the Spirit. Long-suffering is the King James, but in other versions, patience. We need patience. When the Spirit lives inside of us, one of the things that should be, we should allow it to work in our lives is patience. And when we wait on God, our faith will be challenged for sure. And it will be tested for sure. And when we endure that testing, our faith will receive more patience. Amen. We'll get more patience with our faith. Now, James chapter 1 said, the testing, verse 3, the testing of your faith produces patience. That's why sometimes we go through things and things we're tested because God is going to try to help us have patience so that we can ultimately be a better waiter on Him. Amen. And it says, but let patience, patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete and lacking nothing. Amen. You know, many times when we hear the term wait on God, right, we think of prayer, right? We're praying for something, and, uh, it, you know, maybe it doesn't happen the first time you pray again. There's nothing wrong with praying again. We're having faith all the way, but we're praying again. You know, God handles prayer. Uh, he answers prayer, you know, pretty much three different ways. He, his answers will be yes, right now, yes, but wait, or no. And sometimes we can't take the no, right? We'll keep, you know, we'll keep beating on the no door. We're praying like, God, oh, I want that. And he says no. And we're just like still on that door that's got a no on it. Like, come on, God, come on. And he's like, okay, it's time to move on from that door. That's a, that's a big no way. Now, no's can turn into a, a yes down the road, but maybe not right now. Right now, it's a no. Sometimes it's wait. It's like, yes, I'm okay with it, but wait. Amen. And we just have to trust God. Uh, one, one person said, we must trust God even when his answer is wait. It's like, oh, man. When I was growing up, you know, we, we couldn't wait to go to Disneyland, you know, and we'd say, hey, just wait for the summer. Okay. Okay, summer gets here. You know, first day off of school. All right, when are we going to Disneyland? Just wait for like July. It's like, come on, you know. You know, it, it's, a, it's, it's still a yes, but it's a wait. Amen. You know, when uh, in book of Acts chapter 10, there was a Roman centurion named Cornelius. And he was a good man. Uh, he gave a lot of money to bless, you know, the, the synagogues and the people of God and all that kind of stuff. But uh, he wasn't saved, you know, and 
uh, and he, he was praying. He prayed to God as best he could and all the, the knowledge he had. And uh, one time, finally, after all these prayers, we don't know how many prayers, uh, that one time that God sent, took an angel and said, hey, come here. He said, you see Cornelius down there? He's been praying for so long. He's built a memorial right in front of my throne, and I can't ignore it anymore. I got to send you down there. We're going to take care of his situation. We're going to send Peter over to his house. He's going to preach a little sermon in his living room. Him and his whole house are going to get saved because he's a good man, but good's not good enough to go to heaven. We've got to be saved. There's a lot of good people out there, but they're in spiritual darkness. We've we got to get them to point toward Jesus Christ. Amen. And so that's what, what he was. It was memorial praying. He was praying, and it didn't happen, but he prayed again. He trusted. He waited on God as best he could. And finally, the angel came and said, I'm come from your prayers. And, and uh, I'm going to go get Peter, and we're gonna, he's going to come, and everything's going to be okay. So when we pray, we must have three things working in our lives if we're to see the fulfillment of our prayers. Number one, faith, right? For without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen. So that's Hebrews eleven six, 6. And uh, so uh, we got to have faith. And then we have to have thanksgiving, thankfulness. Amen. In our hearts, we have to be thankful and uh, be thanking him. You know, like when we say amen on our prayers, thank you, Jesus. I know it hasn't happened yet, but I'm believing God. I'm having faith and I'm going to thank you for it ahead of time. And then the most one of the most important things until it happens, patience, faith, thankfulness and patience. Hebrews 6, 12 said that they were followers of them, that we should be followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Amen. Followers of them who through faith, faith and patience inherit the promises. Not just faith alone, got to have patience. We don't, some of the promises will happen right away, and some we got to wait on. Colossians 4, 2 said, Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. So make sure you got thanksgiving as one of your ingredients of prayer. Because that'll keep you encouraged when, you, when it hasn't happened. Amen. You just still thank God and have patience. Because, you know, uh, uh, praying and then the answer of your prayers, sometimes it's kind of, you compare it to when you plant a seed until the harvest. When you, when you plant the seed in the dirt, you know, you might be watering that, fertilizing and all that kind of stuff. And it could be weeks and nothing's happening. But see, stuff's happening below the surface. Stuff is happening, but you can't see it because God's moving. God moves below the surface. God moves behind the wall sometimes. God moves over here and over there out of plain sight. But there's something happening. And then finally, that thing will bust through. Woo! And then we're all excited. Oh, finally, all right, we got something. And then we'll have, you know, whatever we planted, beans or fruit or whatever it is. Amen. Flowers. So, so there's a gap of time between planting the seed and the harvest. And that's when we have to be thankful. That's when we have to maintain our faith. And that's when we have to be patient in between that time. Because see, the seed is like the promise. And the harvest is like when the promise comes to pass. 
and you see it in front of you. And so really everything that when you see that tree or whatever come from that little seed, that big tree with all the, all the fruit on it, amen, all of that was in that little seed all the time. Think about that. So the harvest was in the seed the whole time. And so the fulfillment of your promise is in the promise the whole time, but there's a gap. And that's where we got to just hold on and believe God and wait. It's just like between a dream and a fulfillment of the dream. When Joseph dreamed his two dreams, you know, he was laughed at by his brothers. He was envied. He was even, they were, they were angry at him, but they came to pass. He was 17 when he had the dreams. He was 30 years old when they came to pass. 13 years of waiting on God. So timing is everything with God. He's not going to rush it just for us. We might as well learn how to patiently wait on Him. Adam Capp said, Trust in God's timing. It's better to wait a while and have things fall into place than to rush and have things fall apart. Amen? And so, you know, Abraham and Sarah, they were promised in their old age a son that would be the descendant of, you know, eventually the nation of Israel. But they were old. They both laughed at different times. They, they couldn't believe it. And finally, Sarah couldn't wait long enough. So Sarah said, hey, we're going to help God along. We, his promise isn't happening fast enough. And she said, here, there's my handmaid, Hagar. You go uh, be with her and, uh, and have a son with her. And then we'll, that'll be the promise. No, God says, wait, wait for me and everything will be fine. Amen. Another example was uh, when Samuel, the prophet, told King Saul, the first king of Israel, he goes, OK, I want you. They, they were having some trouble with the Philistines and they were kind of camped on each side of this valley or whatever. And he said, I want you to wait for me to get there before you do this certain thing. And I'll be there in about seven days. And Saul waited until the six days and then on the seventh day when Samuel didn't come early in the morning Saul performed the sacrifice uh, which was only supposed to be for the prophet to do because he couldn't wait and then when Samuel strolled up what have you done well we couldn't wait all the all the troops are getting restless the Philistines are you know saber rattling over there and we couldn't wait and he said he said you messed up man you really messed up the plan of God here you, you're supposed to wait. And so it's important. We don't want to let it fall apart because we rush God. Amen. We're waiting on him for his mercy. We're waiting on him for his direction. And we're waiting on him for his answer, his power, and his blessing. And most of all, we're waiting on him for his perfect will for us. No matter what happens, no matter how long we have to wait on God for anything in our life, it's important that we continue to do the will of God along the way. Because maybe we're waiting like God, we come up at a fork in a road on our, in our life and we can go this way or we can go that way and we're not sure. We're waiting for God on that, but we still know other things we should be doing. I still should be praying, coming to church, living for God, you know, trying to keep good attitude and keeping your commandments and all that kind of stuff. I gotta, while I'm waiting, I'm doing His will. While I'm waiting, I'm still doing the right thing that I know to do. And the final scripture tonight is Hebrews 10, 36. For you have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Amen. Amen.
What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.